As you know, October is a startup month at Sobirov's Law Firm, and we are bringing you amazing content from different parts of startup world. We talked uh, with Synergy Lab last week. Today, we have a business incubator, which is a designated organization within the startup visa program. It's a designated organization by Canadian government. So uh, my guest today will be uh, Sparks Business uh, Incubators, uh, President and CEO Sherry Colburn, and I will bring her interview to your attention in a moment. Uh, but before I do that, uh, for those who are joining us for the first time from different parts of the world, we are a business immigration law firm in Toronto. We only do business immigration, investor immigration, and what is now known as tech immigration. So we, we bring foreign workers to Canada, and also we help Canadian companies to bring foreign talent to this beautiful country. Couple of news that occurred last week since we met last Wednesday. One is very relevant to business immigration, indirectly relevant to business immigration, is that now students in Canada, international students in Canada, can work more than 20 hours a week. Uh, it will be, they can work full time eventually. This is relevant to business immigration. Now you have a bigger pool and uh, finding workers for your Canadian business will be much, much easier. That's the intention to, you know, to increase international students' labor participation in Canadian market. So next, when's, next time, our next guest will be also a VC firm CEO, a CEO from a venture capital firm. Please send us your questions in advance through social media to that CEO. He will be our guest next time. Today, I have a privilege to present you the interview with uh, Spark Center's president and CEO, Sherry Colborn. The way it works is I present you the interview and then I come back again to answer your questions. We got several questions that, uh, from our international audience and I, I posed those questions to Sherry. You will get an amazing, very good insights into the startup visa program from a business incubator's perspective. So let's start that interview. Uh, today's, as I said, it is a startup visa, a Canadian business incubator perspective. So after this interview, I will come back to you for your questions. Let's watch it together. Enjoy. Hello again, and I'm here with Sherry Colborn, president and CEO of Spark Center. Thanks to Nova, we were introduced and we, are, we will take her insights on startup visa program. As you know, October is a startup visa month at Sobirov's Law Firm, and we are very pri privileged to, to be at Spark Center. Thank you very much, Sherry. You're welcome. Nice to have you. So uh, Sherry is a very international uh, caliber uh, of entrepreneur, and we will get her insights as a president and CEO and, and someone who traveled around the world extensively, I would say. Yes. So OK, yes. excellent. So let's start with. Um, if you could briefly introduce yourself, I, I'm sure they can find some information online, but hearing from you would be better. Unfortunately so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm Sherry Colburn. I'm CEO of Spark Center. Um, Spark Center is, um, besides being a startup visa designate, we are a strong proponent of international talent across all immigration pathways. Mm -hmm. And we are also, we have the privilege of being one of 17 regional innovation centers across Ontario. So we have a very wide network that we, uh, that we play in. 
I see. And, and uh, on the website, you mentioned uh, several levels of your cooperation, fed national, federal level, mm -hmm. provincial, and regional. Let's start with the national level. What's the, what's the structure or, or collaboration scheme uh, on the national level that Spark Center has? So on the national level, that's really our relationship with IRCC as a startup visa designate. Mm -hmm. um, we currently don't receive any funding at the federal level, but um, it's definitely something that we continue to work on. Excellent. <laughs> and then at the provincial level, we are, um, we are contracted by the Ministry of Economic Development, Job Creation and Trade mm -hmm. as one of 17 RICs mm -hmm. uh, across the province. So we get funding to support uh, local entrepreneurs, here at the Spark Center. Mm -hmm. And then in addition, at the municipal level, we have really wonderful relationships, both with the region of Durham and the city of Oshawa, who are all I funders. See. So when attracting international entrepreneurs, you can support them across the all levels. Because what happens, as you may know already, Sherry, is in different countries, the Canadian government system is a bit of a mystery. Mm -hmm. Because uh, my, my clients also, they mentioned, Oh, why don't why can't we talk to uh, federal government directly? There are levels of government. So, uh, you mentioned it correctly: national level, federal level, uh, regional, provincial level, and uh, Durham region. We are on a regional level right now. What's the what's the significance of this location as a Durham region, and what kind of technology or industries are present in your region? Mm -hmm. Well, we try to stay industry agnostic, although we do have sort of five focus areas, mm -hmm. um, because um, Durham region is sort of the eastern gateway to the greater Toronto area. Yeah. Um, so we don't see the same level of momentum of entrepreneurs locating in the region. Now, during COVID, that changed a little bit because mm -hmm. people were getting out of the city. Um, and we hope to continue to leverage that to attract, mm -hmm. you know, very bright, uh, innovative startups to come to the Durham region. Um, I, I would say that the difference maybe here than from other areas of, of Ontario is because uh, we are on the kind of the, the Western gateway mm -hmm. of Eastern Ontario, mm -hmm. there's a lot of opportunities for entrepreneurs to build incredible companies, but at a much lower cost of operation. Yes, yes. And the GTA is, uh, is one of the most dynamic regions of Canada, perhaps of North America mm -hmm. lately in terms of technology, tech. Yeah. We, we try to coin a new word, tech immigration. So mm -hmm. tech immigration is being one of the drivers of that. Uh, so as a, as a startup visa designate, mm -hmm. uh, when did it start? What, let, let me put it bluntly, why Spark Center is a designate uh, of the startup visa program? Yeah, so that's, a, that's a, the Sherryism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when I returned from the Middle East, as you probably know, I, I lived in the Middle East for four years. Um, when I came back to the region, I'm actually Toronto born and raised. So when mm -hmm. I came back into the region, I was thinking about my own um, entrepreneurial journey and I actually built my first business in the Waterloo region under mm -hmm. the under the care and guidance of Communitech. Mm -hmm. um, when I came here, I kind of looked around and thought, gosh, you know, what a great opportunity we have, but we don't have the, we just don't have the momentum. We didn't have the, the quantity of entrepreneurs that are required, you know, to really build um, a thriving ecosystem. And so on the heels of my international work that I had mm -hmm. done, it seemed obvious. 
Yes. I mean, so many wonderful, talented entrepreneurs all over the world who would love to make Canada their home. Uh, and I found out about the Startup Visa Program, and I knew the minute I started reading about it that that was something that I would want to do. So we applied uh, to get our designation within months of me arriving at Spark, mm -hmm. and it took us back in the day, it yeah. only took us a few <clears throat> months to get our designation, and, uh, and then we, you know, kind of tippy-toed into the, into the realm. And I hope it will be uh, a quick note to Minister F Sean Fraser to speed up the startup visa program as much as, <laughs> as possible. That would be really appreciated. Maybe next year is, will be faster mm -hmm. than, than before. Okay, so your entrepreneurship international on a global scale allowed you to see those talents uh, in the Middle East, in other mm -hmm. parts of the world that you travel to. And now, w would it be correct? Do you agree with me when I say startup visa program is Canada's attempt to tap into those global markets of talent and bring them to Canada, make them quote unquote Canadian startups. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, it's an amazing program. Mm -hmm. um, I think as a designate together with many of the other designates, we've learned you know, a, a lot along the, the process. Uh, we've been in, I guess, in the, you know, the business now for almost five years of bringing internationals. Um, but yes, absolutely, it is our attempt to bring, you know, really bright, innovative uh, startups to Canada, make Canada their headquarters, and develop global businesses from uh, from a Canadian address. Quoting again, Minister Sean Fraser, it's a secret weapon of Canada to bring the best and brightest to mm. to this country. Excellent, very good. So um, now, can you tell us briefly, people? We know the startup visa program process as lawyers, but from your perspective, what are the, how can you describe it? What are, what are the stages of startup visa program from incubator, business incubator perspective? So I think, you know, the, the very first step is just finding or figuring out which incubator you want to be associated with. And as you know, there are lots of uh, designated incubators around Canada yeah. uh, and many in Ontario. Um, so I think it's really important for the entrepreneur to figure out where do I want to build my business? Because there's lots of options. Um, and, and I think the last thing that an incubator would want is for somebody to come to our region, but then relocate when they mm -hmm. when they mm -hmm. arrive, because you know after all, mm -hmm. as an incubator, we get to tell our story through our clients, and so it's really important to have successful clients. Um, I think the second thing is to you know really uh, understand your business, you know, in terms of what's the market you're going after, how big of an opportunity is it, because all of these things have to eventually be captured in a business plan. So it's important to do that research. And then I think maybe thirdly, um, one of the, you know, one of the bigger challenges that we see with our internationals mm -hmm. is that I think you have to suspend your knowledge about what you think you know about uh, your business markets and culture until you've really researched the Canadian market. And, you know, Canadians and, you know, we do a lot of fun posts uh, about Canadianisms yeah. uh, to help uh, internationals understand that it's a different world yeah. here. Um, and it's it's important to get that, that, uh, that baseline, you know, mm -hmm. to realize that um, I'm moving into a different world, it's a different culture staying open, staying curious, uh, and being willing to adapt to a new, you know, a new environment. Great tips from uh, the practitioner of Startup Visa program. That's, that's great. And speaking of that market research and, uh, you know, 
relearning the new market. I, I just talked uh, in our previous episode, we talked about uh, Synergy Lab that you yes. cooperate with. Is it two distinct, but two distinct organizations serving for the same common good mm -hmm. or purpose. Uh, how do you work with Synergy Labs now that the, the evolution comes uh, from, from their side and then pass, pass it on to, to Spark? So we work very collaboratively with uh, Synergy. Um, Synergy really is an independent uh, training facility that helps internationals really understand the Canadian market and, um, and uh, helps them really dig into their business plan and sort of fill in some of the gaps that they may have. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, if someone goes through a Synergy program and thinks, you know what, I would love to be part of the Spark Incubator, mm -hmm. uh, then they will make an application into our organization and then we review those businesses uh, for acceptance into the incubator. Mm -hmm. And what we find is that um, clients who have put the time, the energy, uh, you know, just the, the the brain power into really focusing on their business, where they're, you know, where they want to land, how they're going to grow their business from that particular location. Um, always fare a mm. lot better than ones that just kind of come through the front door and haven't yeah. had the, the benefit of that training. Uh, now, distinguishing those who are coming through Synergy's program and coming directly to you, what what is the percentage? Can we divide them into certain percentages of uh, applicants, let's yeah, say. Yeah, it's, it's quite, um, I would say we get quite a number of, you know, sort of what I would call through the front door applicants. Many of them are rejected because they just don't have the, uh, and when I say rejected, I don't mean it's not a no, it's mm. just you need to go back and do some more work. Yes. And so right now I would say we're probably, gosh, mm, maybe 75, 25 in terms of um, applicants that are successful at Spark mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, are coming through the Synergy program. Excellent. And uh, now, more more uh, refined question is, what's the percentage of success of those who are coming through Synergy's program? Oh uh, well, it's very high actually. Okay. <laughs> Synergy does a really good job uh -huh. of of putting the startups through the kind of rigor mm -hmm. that uh, Sparks Startup Visa Committee mm -hmm. uh, applies to mm -hmm. the review process. Okay. Occasionally, we have some that we turn back because we think they're not they haven't quite done something not quite there yet. Yeah, but we, again, we don't reject them. Mm -hmm. We just simply say, you know go back and get a little bit more homework done on this element of the business or another element of the business. And often it's around financials. I see. And it's, uh, you said one, one of the challenges is that bringing them to uh, your incubation process, then keeping them in the region. But from my perspective as a business immigration lawyer, it's having that business case so bulletproof and before you apply to IRCC, to Immigration Canada, so all your paperwork is done without any problem, without any hiccups. Mm -hmm. So in a way, I can see both Synergy and Spark help you to build your business case, make it bulletproof. So yeah. these are not uh, wasted energy and investment of time because once you apply to Immigration Canada, that's that's the end. That's the end in a way that you cannot make much change after that. So you got to be prepared before you apply. And how many applications, if I may ask, have been uh, 
awarded your letter of support from the on a yearly basis, maybe oh. quarterly basis? Goodness, uh, you know, that's a tough question because uh -huh. I think, as you know, uh, since COVID, the yes. uh, letters of support have declined considerably. Yeah. Um, although I have to say, so I can't answer that question specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, I mean, I know that we've probably got, uh, I just went through my AGM mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and I, I, was, I remember thinking to myself, oh, that's interesting. We have about 100 local entrepreneurs okay. and we have 100 international entrepreneurs in the pipeline in the in sparks in sparks uh, yeah. at the moment okay. at the moment As we speak okay yeah. but okay. we have many hundreds uh in the pipeline of application that have mm -hmm. not yet been approved either for a work permit or a pr so uh, as you know if you haven't researched the startup visa program that's a very unique program in a sense that once you apply and ready to apply for permanent residence through pr through startup visa while that being considered, you can apply for work permit. That's why Sherry mentions two categories, work permit and PR. Mm -hmm. So w what is the percentage, what is the probability, I would say, uh, percentage of those who apply for work permit in the meantime while their PR is being considered? You know, unfortunately, not as many as we would like. Um, I think there are a lot of immigration attorneys who kind of... Um, frown upon the work permit maybe they think it's too high risk and they kind of they direct their clients away from it um, but we f we see tremendous success with the work permit because the work permit demonstrates to the ircc even if your business plan um, in the early stages had some soft areas which of course is fully understandable you're not in canada yet mm -hmm. um, through the work permit you can actually land and then actually, you know, shore up those those elements of the business plan. So, um, I'd like to see more, uh, for sure, people applying Very for good. work permits. You are uh, an, an entrepreneur of international caliber. What did you see um, in foreign countries where you visited? Mm -hmm. What's the what's the perception of Canada among entrepreneurs? Do they know Canada? Do they know Canada's ecosystem or certain regions? What was your experience? Everybody seems to know Canada, okay. <laughs> which is wonderful. Um, I think Canada has a very uh, neutral political stance. And so it's, you know, kind of uh, considered very, very, uh, it's very well regarded. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of, of what I you know, how much people know about Canada. Mm -hmm. I mean, they know the big, the big centers, right? Mm -hmm. Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm keenly aware of that because I, mm -hmm. you know, lived abroad. And so when you talk about anything outside of the, you know, the big three, uh, maybe Ottawa, Ottawa, get, Ottawa gets some cachet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, nobody really knows. And so it's really important uh, for us as a region to really, um, make the region exciting, make it more known. And, and so as the CEO of Spark, one of the things that I undertook when I arrived again a few years later is really trying to expand the knowledge of people external to Canada in terms of what Eastern Ontario has to offer. Mm -hmm. So anybody from Canada would know that Eastern Ontario is a really up and coming area of the, of the country. Mm -hmm but outside you would never know that. So we undertook an initiative called the Eastern Ontario Innovation Corridor. Mm -hmm. And it's really uh, where ourselves as the founding uh, regional innovation center, together with innovators all the way down to the Quebec border have come together to support um, startups, 
internationals, um, and just you know grow that economic impact that's being uh, created for Canada, but here in Eastern Ontario. Now you partially asked uh, answered my next question. Very very smart. Uh, what's the, what's the challenge and what's the issue that Spark Center wants to solve in its existence? Why what is it that uh, we need to solve through Spark. Yeah, so I think the the issue I'm trying to solve mm -hmm. is I want I just want more startup uh, founders to be part of our community, uh, both here in Durham region, uh, obviously because we're located here, but I also want to be sensitive to the fact that there will be internationals that come and perhaps their businesses are not necessarily best served by Durham. Maybe they would be better served by Kingston, Ontario. Mm -hmm. And so I have created these partnerships where I can tap my uh, network and make those internationals available to, to other regions uh, so that they can thrive. Because in the end, everything we do is about the success of the entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. That's it. One of our listeners, he asked me, I want to enter US market but I want to do it through Canada. Mm -hmm. what, do you, what, what would you say about that kind of a project? I'd say welcome. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and here's why. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. Canada is a very small market. Um, North America uh, together is a large market. And there are certain sectors where uh, an entrepreneur can actually uh, penetrate the U.S. market before they'll penetrate the Canadian market. And one that comes to mind is health tech. Okay. So um, Canada's um, healthcare system, as you know, is, you know, it has a lot of regulatory part of the reason why it's a great um, healthcare sector. But if you're trying to bring a new product to market, sometimes mm -hmm. the, the process of achieving those regulatory, you know, certifications, what have you, mm -hmm. can be quite long. Mm -hmm. And so it's not uncommon for health tech uh, startups to find early entrant into the US, build that as traction you know, for their eventual rollout into Canada. So it's a, it's a, a way that you know, the US and Canada work really well together. All our listeners and uh, international audience, they love success stories. Sure. Can you share, us, share with us some of those success stories and uh, mentioning which countries they originate from? Sure. Yeah. So one that comes to mind right off the top of my head is a company called Data H. Mm -hmm. uh, founder is Evandro Barros, mm -hmm. uh, Brazilian. Mm -hmm. uh, he came, he was actually, he came to us really early. He was one of our first cohorts that, mm -hmm. uh, to came, that came to Canada. Um, well, he's obviously landed now. He has his PR, his family have arrived. I think he's even successfully um, uh, has brought his, his mom up from um, Brazil. So. so yeah, things are good. Uh, on the business side, you know, becoming Canadian actually enabled him to raise significant dollars. Um, interestingly enough, from mm -hmm. his home country, Brazil. Wow. And uh, I remember uh, chuckling with him and saying, wow, that's kind of ironic. Um, <laughs> but he was explaining to me that Canada is so well viewed and startups that are Canadian are so well viewed by other areas of the world mm -hmm. that it often attracts, uh, you know, much higher level funding, even if it's from your home country. So mm -hmm. it's, it's mm -hmm. a kind of a, uh, an interesting twist, but it's one that, that works. And he's gone on to really parlay that into a number of different businesses that he's spun out. Mm -hmm. um, so he's, yeah, he's enjoying quite a, quite a bit of success here. Another question that came uh, from our audience is, um, is there any financial investment that they need to make to benefit from Spark's uh, 
activities, support, and endorsement, let's say. Right. So in, um, you know, the short answer is no, mm -hmm. uh, not to Spark. Mm -hmm. But what we do ask our entrepreneurs to do is invest in themselves. So they need to invest in their businesses. They need to make sure that they have sufficient capital to bring the, you know, the, the business to market. Mm -hmm. um, and they have to be able to have enough of a nest egg that they can anticipate setbacks because yes. you know nothing is uh, linear and up <laughs> especially in the startup world yeah exactly and, and inevitably you know you find out new information when you go to a market you you come into it with some assumptions and then as you get to know people and you get your way around the network you're kind of like oh incorrect assumption and that can have you know it can mean that you have to pivot or it can mean that you have to rethink how you're going to approach mm -hmm. the market and that costs time and money i see so invest into yourself into invest mm -hmm. into your own business um, I, I think refine it through synergies program and then work with uh, Sparks uh, Sparks uh, uh, team mm -hmm. and Sherry will be very happy to to guide you and her team is I, I can see a big team here uh, happy to guide you through the process that's great and uh, it's it's very it decreases that fear factor of the unknown uh, yeah. from our international uh, uh, entrepreneurs. They've, they've achieved great things in their home countries, but yeah. still Canada is in territory unknown. Uh, and Spark is here yeah, to, to exactly. guide them. Yes. Yeah, and you know, I, I think the thing that's really interesting is you know, when you come from a, a foreign country and English is a second or third language, mm -hmm. um, one of the things I, I learned when I was, of course, traveling all over was you can have a very incredible command of your home, you know, your mother tongue. Mm -hmm. When you start to communicate in a different language, often your 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 communication style is very basic. Mm -hmm. It's basic because you're not very you know knowledgeable yet, mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes it becomes difficult to sell because it sounds like you're you're not as knowledgeable as you actually are. And so, you know, we work with our internationals. One, obviously, uh, as Spark, you're here in the building. We give you lots of practice on using uh, English. Mm -hmm. um, we have some great advisors who mm -hmm. train people on how to specifically do sales. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, if, if, uh, if it becomes necessary, we can find you talent that can be, you know, the, the Canadian talent on the ground that mm -hmm. can help you, you know, close deals. Talent is a big pain point these mm -hmm. days. Where where is the talent in this region, in the GTA, maybe Durham region? Where where they can be found? So we have we work with partners on, at Ontario Tech U, mm -hmm. Trent University, uh, Durham College. We work with Queens down in mm -hmm. Kingston, uh, Caledonian. I mean, uh, loyalists. There's there's mm -hmm. so many universities and colleges in this eastern corridor yes. and so we really try to pull out of the you know out of the academic institutes mm -hmm. and then over and above that i would say um we have a lot of internationals that have learned about us not necessarily because they want to become entrepreneurs in their own right mm -hmm. but because they would like to be part of the canadian innovation ecosystem mm -hmm. um, and of course uh you know we have other ways to uh, to help people get to uh, get to Canada if they want to be say an employee mm -hmm. two two last questions <laughs> from the audience one is what should one do to do to to be successful in the startup visa program first and foremost just be knowledgeable you know you have there's no shortcut to the hard work that's necessary to get through the you know the process mm -hmm. um, and it's the same for starting a business if you're a local you just have to be able to be able to do the hard work it's a lot of work mm -hmm. um, 
and then I would say, uh, secondly, you know, there's a period of time between where you get your letter of support and where you will eventually immigrate mm -hmm. uh, to Canada. And so it's really important to continue to advance the business. You know, you, you, you can't sit uh, at home mm -hmm. waiting for that PR or that work permit. You really have to be working your business all the time. And the final question, what is your strategic uh, plan or outlook for the next five years as a Spark, as a Spark Center? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, my board would love you for that one. Um, I would say to grow. Uh, I mean, I'm, I love scaling businesses. Um, Spark has grown considerably since I came here. Um, and I'd like to keep it. I'd like to keep it growing. I, I, I would love to have, you know, a bigger facility. Uh, lots more space, lots more entrepreneurs, um, you know, creating uh, kind of one of the, what we call here, the big three, except mm -hmm. in Durham region. So okay. I, I, that's my goal. Excellent. Well, that will be a counterbalance to Kitchener and Waterloo area on the, on, the, yes. on, the, on the other side of the, uh, yeah, off the Young Street. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, yes. You so, know the lingo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you very much for great yeah. insights. Thank you very much for the tips. I hope our audience will benefit from that and seriously consider working with Spark and with, with Synergy and all those uh, who are here to support you. Uh, as, as an international entrepreneur. Thank you very much, Sherry, Thank for you, your Robin. time. Thank you. Thanks so much. It, I enjoyed it very much. Well, I hope you enjoyed this interview also. Uh, now we will get to your questions. The way it works is uh, I bring your questions in the following way. For example, uh, our listener from, from Bangladesh, Muhammad. Hello, and then I'll try to answer that question. If I cannot answer the question, I promise I'll get back to you if you leave your question as a comment under the video, okay? So a quick roundabout, a quick um, summary of what we just heard in the interview is you need to, if you want to know more about Spark Center, uh, you need to visit their website. Uh, it's very easy, sparkcenter.org then you have a lot of uh, guidelines here okay you you lots of questions uh, to be that will be answered the location and everything you you, you have success stories and make, make sure you subscribe to their channels they they do a lot of uh, useful they create a lot of useful content second thing i want you to do is uh, when you go to sobirovslaw.com website sobirov's law firm website you have we have a dedicated section for startups there's a startup visa guide 2022 everything is discussed here uh, our tips advantages disadvantages the insight that we gathered throughout our experience and alternatives too so startup visa versus c11 work permit how does it work the whole thing and also uh, very useful content we cr created uh, before so uh, this will be the uh, embedded on our YouTube channel. Also, I want you to check our YouTube channel. Last week, we brought the interview with Synergy Lab that was mentioned on during this interview. Synergy Lab helps entrepreneurs, international entrepreneurs, to come to do uh, necessary research to get ready for startup visa. So they help you to get ready. Spark helps you to take the next step, okay? Spark Center is a designated organization under uh, the Startup Visa program. 
A quick question that came from our listener from Cameroon. Let me bring that up. Um, uh, Wham Elvis. Hello, Elvis from Cameroon. Now, he, he mentioned that I'm Wham Elvis, an inventor from Cameroon, a holder of four patents of invention. That's very good. Good to know. And he asks a question, how can I get started with the startup visa process? I'm in Cameroon. First, you need to uh, make your, uh, educate yourself about startup visa. Uh, the two locations that I refer to you is our uh, guide. When you go to our website, there's a, there's a guide here, startup visa uh, in Canada 2022. All you need to know we discussed in a very on a very high level we gave you the, the the gist of it then i suggest that you contact synergy lab and tell about your project your business case because uh, what happens wham is you have an you have patents that's great you have patents and that's that's the great starting point however do you have a business plan do you have finances how much do you know about canadian market what are you trying to bring to Canadian market? Is it the, I, the that project that you you're coming with? Is it highly regulated? Is it hard to get licenses? Tons of questions that come in the initial stage, what I call exploratory stage. You are you have the business idea, and then you have to make sure that the business idea has a market fit. Uh, have you sold your items uh, before, like goods that you invented or created? Having patent is a great start. However, it's just the beginning of the journey. Okay. Now, another question from the same uh, person, Wham, is asking, um, I won a gold medal with my inventions this year in Toronto, Canada. That's great. That gives you the solid foundation. Then are you trying to commercialize your patent? Have you applied for patent registration? Because in Canada, patent registration is a long process and could be an expensive process. So if your patents are pending, that's another thing. And I, I'm sure Spark Center has uh, collaborated with IP lawyers, in, intellectual property lawyers. They can guide you too. So contact Synergy Lab, contact Spark Center. They will be the first point of contact. If you want to discuss the legal aspects with Sobirov's law firms. We are business business immigration law firms and we help entrepreneurs to come to Canada themselves, their business, their tech talent, and of course their family. So if you want to talk to, talk to us, scan this barcode, the, it will connect to us. Go to Sobirov's law firm website, sobirovs.com. Then you can book one hour strategy meeting, top right hand corner, Talk to us first and see where you are at this stage, how we can help you to get you to the next stage. Okay, that would be my advice for now. And other questions. The other questions are from the same listener. Uh, can I have a partner to license my patents uh, to through this startup visa process? Well, uh, having a patent or, uh, or registered patent is not a requirement for startup visa. Startup visa requires you basically three basic things. One, innovative business idea project. Second, obtaining letter of support either from VC, 
who uh, who is ready to invest 200,000 into your venture or from an angel investor who is ready to invest 75,000 or the third option being accepted for a business incubator program like Spark Center's incubation program that's the third option so getting that and then of course having the the five founders or up to five founders that will be in in the startup visa application program uh, you need to have that having a patent is a great plus but it's not a requirement innovative it it probably supports your argument that your invention is an innovative invention if you have patents in cameroon and i i don't know the ip regime i think there is a regime where uh, a patent recognized in one country could be also recognized in other countries but i'm not an ip lawyer you need to talk to lawyers uh, uh, in canada ip lawyers in canada and 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 discuss with them the preliminary uh, course of action uh, with respect to startup visas okay uh, how you can get started uh, you can get started uh, talk to us and we can uh, then give you a general guidance on how things will work how much investment you need to ha- you know you need to make and what are the legal fees and all this associated with the, with your endeavors and then uh, also contact synergy and spark center they they will probably be uh, guiding you in the right path uh, i don't think you need to in at an initial stage i don't think you need to bring up the ip aspect of your patents but it's good to know what would be the implications of your existing patents in canada okay um all right uh, the process uh, katra chuharam is asking please tell about the process processing time processing time for startup visa has become uh, un, un, uh, uncommonly long so let's see what's the processing time today we we will we will see uh, let me pull it up processing time for startup visa i will do it as we speak please uh, feel free to send me other questions too because uh, that uh, that makes this uh, session more interesting all right here we go <laughs> that harsh reality of processing time i pulled up from C- uh, immigration canada website so Startup Visa is an economic immigration program, and why selected Startup Visa? And at the moment, it's 32 months. This is permanent residence, okay? The time you obtain permanent residence. But while your application is being cons- uh, c- considered by uh, Immigration Canada, you can apply for work permit and come to Canada, start working on your Startup Visa project, okay? As we discussed during the interview with uh, Sherry Colborn, work permit is a good start and uh, you, you shouldn't disregard that you know come to canada start doing your you, what you you're trying to do on with your startup and immigration permanent residence will will be uh, will be uh, achieved in due course hopefully everything will go smoothly uh and uh, during that process okay so 32 months don't be scared it's permanent residence right it's not just uh, it's not the work permit uh, work permits could be faster to know more about how much realistically uh, we achieved that law, uh, law firm 
how much realistic time expectation, go to our website. There are success stories under insights. Click on success stories. See what, what we did for our previous clients under different uh, business immigration programs. And you, can, you probably will relate to them too, okay? All right, uh, for now, this is it. And let me get another question. <clears throat> All right, uh, Wham is clarifying the patents are registered with the Organization of African Intellectual Property Organization. So this is something beyond my level, uh, you know, area of expertise. There is a process under international conventions of IP and uh, related to IP. So if there's one country has recognized your patent and registered it, so you need to understand the implications of that in Canada. All right. So uh, I'm not an expert. You need to speak to an IP lawyer. I think Spark Center has their IP lawyer partners that they work together. Okay. Are you in the medical field, uh, Mr. Elvis? I see. I see your uh, your photo. I, either you are in lab or uh, you are in uh, some medical facility. Okay. Uh, another question. Uh, after getting the a file number, how long will it take to be accepted by IRCC? Uh, can you, Miss Strong, can you clarify what kind of application is that? Uh, because file numbers are issued uh, to different uh, applications. And that processing time uh, is the, the best source of information is IRCC website, uh, Immigration Canada website. And have you applied to your, uh, have you submitted your Canadian application, Canadian immigration application? If you can clarify that, I will try to uh, get you the answer, okay? Now, uh, while I wait for your questions, let me quickly um, do another announcement. Uh, next week, next, uh, next week, I will be interviewing a CEO of venture capital company, venture capital firm. So if you have questions to that CEO, please send me those questions through social media. You can put your comments on any social media post of Sobirov's law firm. We will gather those questions and, and uh, pose, pose those questions to the CEO of a VC firm and try to get an answer for you, okay? And we will record the interview with the CEO of a venture capital firm, and then we will publish it like we did with Sherry's interview today. Uh, if you have any any questions to us, not to, not to the, our guests, but to our uh, law firm, you can scan this uh, barcode and message us uh, via email, or, or uh, contact form on, on, on our website, okay? Whatever works for you, social media, we monitor our social media channels and uh, your comments will not be uh, disregarded. We will, we will attend to them, okay? Another question uh, is, how much is the cost of or fee you charge and how it is being paid? What are the core trade or business sectors for startup idea? Okay. Uh, Firoza, the the charges, the, uh, the legal cost overall depends on your immediate situation, on your previous immigration history, and many, many other factors that you need to know and we need to know, okay? 
What we did for your convenience is we created fee calculator on our website. Let me bring it, bring it up again. I refer to our website many times because it's a, it's a sophisticated website with tons of knowledge for your benefit. If you go to fee calculator and at the top, you can select your, your options and it will give you answer these questions a little bit. And then uh, these are very straightforward questions, nothing complex. It will give you an estimate, okay? However, the right quote will come from us after you consult with us because we need to know, we spend one hour strategy meeting with you. It's a top right-hand corner where you can book. One hour strategy meeting will be for your benefit. We will analyze your questions, your weaknesses, your strengths, what are the risks, how are, and we are very open and transparent. We will give a holistic assessment of your case. So after that, we will send you a detailed email with our legal cost, legal quote. Uh, so this is an estimate, but the exact fee will come from us on a case by case basis. We did this tool for your benefit to, to give you an estimate of the budget that you need to be ready uh, to invest for your future in Canada, okay? This is what I can say now because if I give you a number now, I may be wrong because York, I don't know the details of your background, the details of your family composition, what happened before with your possible Canadian immigrations. Have you, have you done uh, like criminal inadmissibility, medical admissibility? These are, these are the concerns that we discussed during a one hour strategy meeting. I hope I, uh, I gave you enough, uh, uh, enough of, a, of an answer. But uh, as I said, I cannot give you exact number without analyzing your background. Uh, Miss Strong is uh, clarifying in case of applying for PR. Okay, I see, I see. So uh, the question, initial question was, after getting the file number, how long will it take to be accepted by our IRCC? If it's a startup process, if it's a startup visa process, I brought up the, the, the processing time at the moment the PR processing time on the startup visa, according to the Canadian government, it is 32 months. However, I, I will reiterate, in the meantime, you can come under work permit to start running your startup company and startup project. So this is only startup visa aspect. There are other business immigration programs that we help you with. Uh, it could be C11 significant benefit. It could be uh, intra-company transfer. Those uh, processing times are different. Uh, I suppose you are from Vietnam, uh, looking at your uh, full name. If you are from Vietnam, the best source of information for you is to see how we managed to help our previous Vietnamese clients. You can go here and, uh, and search the Vietnamese success story. Uh, here we go. I think this, this one is, a, is from Vietnam. Okay. So the... Be and take into account this case was handled during the COVID time, okay, during COVID time. This is a work permit case. This is about work permit. And uh, this is the success story. So if you want to know re real life uh, processing time, I think um, our client success story will give you more substance in terms of realistic expectations, okay? 
but I hope uh, it will be, be it will get better and better as we process uh, because processing times is a, is a headache. It's something that lawyers cannot control. We can control uh, the application package, processing the, the application within the law firm. And once we apply, it's the, it's the, it's the area that we cannot intervene much. Uh, that's, uh, that's the reality we have to deal with. So if you have uh, intention, motivation to move to Canada through business immigration, I suggest that you give yourself enough buffer time for all the processing and, and preparation, okay? Um, all right, so yeah, uh, WAM is clarifying the patents uh, for 17 countries, that's great. Is Canada among those 17 countries or is just relevant to African countries, you, the patent that you, that you mentioned? All right, uh, I think we are good to go today. Thank you for your active participation. Follow us on social media. We would highly appreciate if you subscribe and like and share our content because the purpose of creating these valuable pieces of content is to educate potential immigrants, potential fellow Canadians. I, I consider you as future Canadian because if, I, if my team helps you to come to Canada, to relocate to Canada, it's highly probable, with high probability that you will become Canadian and my fellow countryman, countrywoman, okay? I hope you enjoyed this session. Next week, please make sure that you send us your questions in advance and we will be happy to respond to them during our live sessions. Have a great time the rest of the week. Enjoy and stay safe. Bye-bye.